A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! I started recording and you're crunching your little pumpkin thing. Can I tell everybody? Tell about- them. I haven't even <laughs> done a chip chip a yet. Uh, this is like big news. So I went to Trader Joe's. I know y'all are all obsessed with Trader Joe's. I like it. That's uh, as about as far as it goes. Anyway, so I went to go get pumpkins and Max said, get something pumpkin to eat. And I got these little pumpkin batons, but they're like pumpkin pirouettes. And I just dipped it in my coffee and let it sit there. And it is the best treat I've ever had. And then I hit record and you were crunch, crunch, crunching away over there. And I was just about to do my chip, chip a room. Did I steal the stage from you, Max? You did, but I'm going to do it anyway right now. Okay. But I've got a blank space, baby. Chip, chip a You got to do the wink. And, and I'll and chip. Chi- and chip, chip a I love it. I had to do a little Taylor Swift for you because it's fall. That is she, true. I feel like a lot of her songs are fall-ish. Yeah. Videos I, are like fall. There's sweaters. There's scarves. You get it. I know. You get the that it's in the cultural zeitgeist. I guess everyone can tell it's fall right now based on what we've been discussing so far. Yes. This is a fall episode of Bob's Burgers. So, uh, I mean, this will be released in fall, but not everyone's going to be listening to it in fall. So, for those of you who are not listening to this during who? fall, I don't know, whenever, oh, maybe someone's listening to it in, like, February. Australia. Yeah. Or, yes. Oh. Or a different, yeah. Someone who's listening to it right now in a different side of the world, mm-hmm. yes, it's not fall. But I was thinking also on our side of the world, if they're listening to this not immediately in the present, it's like, you know, yeah. March 10th. And they're listening, and they hear us talking about, like, pumpkin spice and pumpkins and Taylor Swift sweaters. It doesn't work. Okay. I'm so glad you thought about everyone. Everyone. I, I, everyone <laughs> I've thought of. Um, you know, I've thought of the most, though. Tina. Well, yes. 
but also our new Patreon subscribers who we have to thank and I burger upon their guessed. names. Yes. Okay. First up, we have to thank Katie Vogel. Katie Vogel, moving forward, you will be known as the Dady Eurogel Burger. Dates Euro, and rolls. A Euro-style burger <gasps> topped with dates. Yum. Or is there dates in the bread? Sure. Okay. You can put it in the bread. You can put it on top. You know, it's like a thinly sliced kind of like gyro meat burger, I'd say. That sounds great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Katie. Next up, we have Jamie Baird. Jamie Baird, moving forward, you will be known as the Jay Mead Paired Burger. It's a regular burger paired with a pear mead. And mead is an alcoholic beverage made from honey and water. Okay. Often with like a fruit flavor. So it's Oh, pear mead. There's lots of pairing pear mead. Yes. You know what these burger puns remind me of? What? I've become obsessed with cooking YouTube. But I don't like... I like the good stuff. Like I like New York Times' channel. I have my favorites. Well, I was supposed to be napping yesterday. Like I'm a six-year-old. Well, we both (laughs) nap and I nap. Every day, and you attempt to nap. Yes. I watched this episode. It's a New York Times cooking YouTube show, and they had to take the ingredients of Hot Pockets and turn it into, like, a three-course fancy meal. So, like, stuff that, stuff that goes into Hot Pockets, or, like, they had to, All like, of it. deconstruct a Hot Pocket? They deconstructed it. One, the... Like, did they actually have a Hot Pocket and have mm -hmm. to, like, pull it apart and... Tons of Hot Pockets, and they deconstructed it. That's fun. One person took the starch from the Hot Pocket and made rice noodles, (laughs) and then the other made mousse from the Hot Pocket bread. What? She made a Black Forest cherry cake. Okay, I gotta watch this. Yeah. You're gonna show this to me. So, your burger puns are, like... They don't sound appealing because, like, names are hard to burger pun, okay? They, yeah, sometimes they're not the best sounding burgers, but. Yeah, it's much easier to burger pun food, like Bob does. So, I imagine we should give all of these weird burger puns to chefs and have them create something great, is what I'm trying to say. But I will say that both of these sounded delicious to me, honestly. Okay. (laughs) You know I love a little gyro. I, yes, yum. Anyway, thank you so much, Katie and Jamie. We appreciate the support. We love having you on Patreon. For those of you listening, if you'd like your name, Burger Pund, right here on the show, subscribe to our $5 tier on Patreon. And just want to say that that Patreon is one of the best ways to just support this podcast in general. You get so much for what you could subscribe to monthly. But you're also supporting the podcast over here, which Skylar and I love doing. We absolutely love it. We work very, very hard on it, though. Uh, we put a we lot of work indeed. into it. It's a we full-time a job on top of our full-time job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we appreciate the support if you want to join and Patreon. And we love hanging out with y'all, yeah. basically. Plus, we've got, you know, the best Discord community in the world over there. If you mm-hmm. ask me, I'm a little biased, but I'm pretty sure it is the best Discord community. Mm-hmm. What's up next? We could do Skylar's sides. Let's do Skylar's sides because we're going to jump into some burger puns after that. But let's little, give a little a little breather between burger puns. A little taste. Yeah. A little am- amuse-bouche. Yeah. 
Max, are you ready for Skylar Sides, the fun facts before the fun facts? Dish it, girl. This week for Skylar Sides, I think we're going to do something just a little bit different. We have a little housekeeping to do from our Halloween episode, Tina Witch. Oh, okay. One, you can jump in because you're the one who discovered this. We are an end credits podcast, and we royally messed up on the end credits for Tina Witch. We sure did. We missed something that was so glaring and would have just been the the perfect cherry on top to discover for y'all, but it went over our heads. Would you like to share what that is, Max? Yes. And I just want to say that this was noticed by someone on our Instagram, Finn, who noticed it because we took screenshots of the end credits showing every character that Mr. Fish Oder kind of drives by in those end credits. Let's remind everyone, let's put them back into the credits. So it, describe the credits of it's Tina It's just Mr. Fish Oder driving through the streets or on the sidewalk, swooping up jack-o'-lanterns for jack-o'-land. Halloween day, cart. we yes. pass a bunch of people. Pass a bunch of characters. Um, it starts with Teddy, who's got bikes in the back of his truck because Mr. Fisher also has him steal bikes for him. Yeah, that's the tag of the episode. Hilarious. A little bit later, Mr. Fisher passes a biker who was in that episode who it was like a runner that the biker... Kept um, running into Tina, into Bob. Yeah. Yeah, and we had said that he was com- he was talking to a police officer, and we were trying to figure out if he was in trouble or if he was reporting other people on his bike from that he For almost something. hit on his bike. But again, Finn pointed out that Teddy had swooped up his bike and he was reporting a stolen bike. That's it's it. Perfection. It takes the end of that episode, the reveal that Teddy is now doing this with people's bikes, connects it to the runner in the end credits. Yeah, it's so good. That's why these end credits are incredible. Even when we overanalyze them on this show, we miss things. And I would have scored a little bit higher, I think, had I oh, known definitely. that that was a a little joke in there. I also think that the end credit should get like a million bonus points if they somehow continue the narrative of the episode, give us like new plot within the end credits. I agree. So shame on us. Just kidding. We're going to miss things and we love when you, y'all contribute. That's we, what's fun about this. We love that, yes. By all means, if we miss things, tell us about it, and we love it. So the other thing is that while I was doing research for God knows what, I came across a deleted outtake from the end credits. Do you remember the song from Tina Witch on the end credits? Witchy Witchy. Yes, sing yeah. it for us right now. Witchy, witchy, yes. pumpkin snatchy. Would you like to hear an outtake? Sure. All right. So I found this on J.D. Keith's SoundCloud. J.D., as I found from Twitter, is a composer on Bob's Burgers. So in this outtake, it says, can you read that for us? Earlier version of the end credit vocal. I never get away with fourth wall violations. All right. So there's some improv in here that I kind of love. Let's give it a listen. (laughs) 
but my voice is scratching. Hilarious. I love that. I love that this is catchy. My voice is my scratchy. voice is scratchy. And just listening to this track on its own hurts my voice. I am I am now so impressed with this track. Yeah, that kind of uh I, I never understood how like bands that actually sing like that It's metal, right? Do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't either. Or we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And spoiler, if you haven't seen it, this was our second or third time seeing it. That lead actress, it's all screaming for the last 40 minutes. I turned to Max and I was like, is her voice permanently damaged? And this is a little bonus fact. This is our Thanksgiving episode, but we're going to a little Texas Chainsaw Massacre fun fact. Uh, apparently that last sequence, actually, I don't know if I want to give it away if you haven't watched it. So wait, no, I want to know. There's a lot of screaming is what I'll say. Yeah. But they didn't get it and she had to come back and do it over again. On Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. They had to come reshoot. Why? I don't know. Like they didn't get the take correctly. They didn't get the shots or something like that or the, or the, yeah. Oh my God. She had to do it all over again. Anyway, that's. Is enough Halloween. Yes. We've got to get into some Thanksgiving stuff, and I'm going to start with some Thanksgiving-themed Bob pun or Max pun. I'm so excited. We're doing burgers. I'm so excited for Thanksgiving episodes. Me too. I love Thanksgiving. I do too. The food. Yes. Not not the We love it, yes, but we love... Bob's Thanksgiving episode so yes. much. We ranked the Thanksgiving episodes over on Patreon. So if you want to hear what our favorite one is over there, go subscribe. Patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. Okay, are you ready for your first pun, Skylar? I sure am. The Gravy Crockett Burger. I love that. Bob? I, sorry, sorry, sorry. Max. No! What? Yes, you got it. I'm just <sighs> giving you a hard time. <sighs> your next pun is... The Grin and Carrot Burger. Bob's. Yes. Pressure's on. Your next pun is the Turkey to My Heart Burger. (laughs) Max. Yes. And your final pun is the Catch Me If You Can Burger. No, this is so difficult. Bob's. Yes. Ah! She did it. Four I'm, for I'm four, so folks. sorry I just screamed That's in okay. everyone's it's ears. It's going to adjust. The sound's going to adjust. That's what okay. editing's for. But okay, because I just imagine someone driving and then I scream and they like... Yeah, and you scream like Albert from the birdcage, <laughs> which if you know that reference, you got to love it. But let's get into this episode. Let's do we it. We have a lot to cover. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Can we have the title and synopsis for Season 7, Episode 6, please? The title is The Quirk Deucers. Louise is determined to find a way to get a half day at school the day before Thanksgiving. And she finds her opening when Tina reveals she's writing a holiday friend fiction piece, The Quirky Turkey. The kids convince Mr. Fraun to let them produce it. But what Louise isn't telling Tina is that she plans to explode the turkey head, spraying giblets and gizzards everywhere. School will surely be canceled after that. This episode came out on November 20th, 2016. It was written by Stephen Davis and Kelvin Yu and directed by Mauricio Pardo. Is that a new director? Yes. Okay. I got a couple fun facts here. First of all, this is Mauricio Pardo's first episode directing. He'll direct some other ones. But a little personal fun fact, Mauricio Pardo and I used to wait tables together way back in the day. We worked at California Pizza Kitchen together. What? In our 20s, our early 20s. Did you know this or did you just find this out during this research? I remember seeing his name at some point when Uh we were just like watching. But yes, this was since this is the first episode where he's directing. I was like, oh, that's amazing. And I love seeing his name on there. Yeah. I mean, we were like, it was like a group of friends that we like, we Mm -hmm. all hung out and stuff like that. He's a very nice guy. He was an animator. He's always very talented. So I love seeing his name here. And he'll pop up a bunch on Bob's. And I know he, he'd been doing some like different work on Bob's before he got to direct. That's amazing. Yeah. Very cool. They clearly cool. promote within, within which Absolutely. is really important. Yeah. It's like, it's like the uh, Vince Gilligan, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad world. He does too. Yeah. Because out here, a lot of times people are promised like, oh, be a writer's assistant and you'll move up and you never get promoted. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice to hear the... The kind exactly. stories about it. So, side note. Yeah. Max and I are watching a horror movie. And Max goes, oh, I waited tables at California Pizza Kitchen with that girl. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen, I've seen a bunch of people from... Uh, well, that's what happens when you wait tables in Los Angeles. 
everyone yeah. is in the industry and trying to do some and waiting tables is the best way to have the flexibility to pursue that stuff. So, but it was like it was so odd because the film we were watching is meant to be real. Yes, in quote marks. yes, it's like a found footage faux documentary and tries to pass itself as real. Like really tries. She even has to. her same name, her same first name in it. She has the same first name, and then when the actors pop up, like on the bottom of your screen. It says filmmaker. It doesn't say actor. You know what I mean? So then we tried to do a deep dive. We're like, is she married to that? Is that her real child? It was it was wild. I, I got way too invested in an old co-worker of Max's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a fun little trip down the internet rabbit hole. Yes. Another quick little just like fun fact regarding this uh, writing directing team this is the first Thanksgiving episode not written by the Molino sisters. Up to this point, they've Whoa. had all of them. So, ooh, that's a big task being handed this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's a great one. So, yeah, good let's, let's talk well about done. it. Tell me what you think. Okay. I'm so upset because I wrote every little thing that tickled my funny bone and... I cannot find it. How is that possible? You write it down like physically. It's not I like know. you like saved it. I'm so upset. In your phone and lost it or something. No, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I'm just going to have to go from the soul. What did you think about this episode? I love this episode. You know, you and I love a Tina centric episode. I love the turkey costume so much. And the little performance, like it's it's such like a memorable image, oh, Tina in yes. that in that quirky turkey costume. Let's start a little bit further back. First of all, I love this opening, hilarious opening. I love kitchen family scenes, but the flashback when Jocelyn and Tammy are calling Tina quirky, like "Oh, you're so quirky," and like at that age. Within your, like, school community, people just, like, stick onto a word or something. Like, you're at that age where things like that happen. And this idea of, like, is quirky good or bad? Like, I don't know what you're trying to call me. It just, like, really hit home. And Tina's sadness that she pours into her art, I just, I love it so much. And the passion, I mean, as we'll hear in the end credits, spoiler alert, of... Dan Mintz singing as Tina. It's so good. Uh, Tina is very monotone. Yes. But we get passion in that monotone. We'll yes. Get, we'll get there. Because she has such a big heart and imagination. Yeah. We'll get. We'll definitely get to that. We also don't get to spend Thanksgiving at school a lot. And one of the things I think I said in our Patreon rankings is this just brings me back to the day before Thanksgiving at school I think we had a book fair sometimes. It's so exciting. You're like two days off. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And you're kind of like not really there. You're checked out. The teachers are checked out. Yes. Um, in my childhood, it was you'd dress up as pilgrims and Indians, which was not Wait, PC what? by any means. <laughs> yeah, this is the 80s. I know it's not PC. That's not... Why I'm saying what? Like, of course you did in the 80s, but you you came to school like that? Yeah, I remember like every year it'd be different. You'd either be a pilgrim or an Indian and yeah. That doesn't remind me of LA. That 
rem- it sounds like you're like, oh, I'm from Massachusetts, and that's uh, what well, we do. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do. We are all pilgrims over there. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that we're at school, which also means that we get to see Zeke and Tammy. Lots of Tammy lines. Lots of Tammy. Lots of Jocelyn. Very mean girling it in this. I mean, Tammy's always mean girling, and I think Jocelyn's kind of like mean girls to follow Tammy, but it's not always mean. She's kind of mean oh, in this one. Yeah, she doesn't. She's not even there. She's not. Yeah. Yeah. She's more. She's like um a little bit of uh, Amanda Seyfried in Mean Girls. Oh, whoa. Yeah. There I they think are. you just nailed it. Yeah. Same. Same. Same girl. Same girl. Shall we talk about Louise? Yes. And her... Plan. Her plan. This is an episode that kind of doesn't pit the two sisters together, but there is some intense conflict Against here. each other. Pit the, pit what them did I say? Pit them together. Oh, I have no idea. I just don't know. I don't know. How did you feel about Louise's arc in this episode? It's such a typical Louise arc. Louise is got a plan it's mischievous at the end she's like i got selfish and she has a little heart to it and she lets tina do her thing and tina ends up saving the day by doing her thing i love that we finally get to see tina's tina's um passion and art can sometimes be seen as the butt of a joke haha <laughs> butt of a joke like butt loose mhm like yeah as the audience, we all think Butloose is amazing, but that, you know, it wasn't a like, oh my God, she's brilliant. She finally gets to showcase her amazing talent because she is a good writer. And and I just realized that she writes this music. Jean doesn't. Mm-hmm. So kudos to Tina. Louise sees this. Kudos to Jean for taking a step back and not demanding he write kudos. the he- music. He's too busy eating french fries during the audition, which yeah. I loved. Mm-hmm. And I love Louise's line. She's like, we're going to have to clean this up, aren't we? And they're going to have to stay all day. But they're going to do it as a family. And that's what matters. It's so gross. Can we talk about that? Can we jump Please. to that? The exploding gizzards and stuff all over the audience, by the way, which feels like almost an homage to, to the Adams Family movie. Where Wednesday and Pugsley uh-huh. battle each other with swords and then eventually like cut off one of their arms and spray blood all over like the first three <laughs> rows of the audience. Like just it douse totally them with blood. Is. So, so and that that's like no, that's not I don't think that's Thanksgiving time and that. But still, it's so it so reminds me of that. Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize that. That's amazing. But it's so gross to think about what that must smell like. This, Mm-mm. these gizzards and stuff that have been sitting there. It, it, Louise bought them the other day. She didn't, these aren't like fresh. Not that it's going to smell good fresh either. I can't. Also, Louise's line about like, do you know how hard it is to get someone to sell a nine year old gizzards made me laugh so much. I love that everyone's grossed out by this, mm-hmm. obviously, until. Tina starts singing, and then they're like, they don't care. They like it. They sit back down, and then she's throwing out more, and they're trying to catch the, the no, guts and it's, stuff. It's so funny. What I think is so funny is we're in our spooky season. Everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, shut up. We don't care about your horror movies. But we've been watching a lot of horror movies, and my face when this was happening was just as disgusted as a lot of the horror movies. Yeah, I don't like, know what I it is. Like, I was so grossed out. You know, it's also because one of them throws up. 
I think like it might be Zeke and that's like a, it's just no. Just the noise. No. Yeah. I know you hate it. The only like fun fact I have for you is that this is the first time we get to see a pre-adolescent Linda. Remind me. A picture with her and her grandpa. That her potato, uh, we didn't even talk about I the potato grandpa. It. Did I subconsciously do that? Because I don't love the B story that much. I don't like the grandpa one that much either. But you know what it did really well is in season 12, we learned that there's like a spaghetti sauce feud. So mm-hmm. her family definitely is like Italian American, which is very New Jersey where the show is placed in that photo. I totally got that vibe. So Mm -hmm. I love that you can then kind of connect the two. But the potato, Linda's weird, and I love that. But if a woman was holding a potato in front of my face and I couldn't see my child, I'd probably lose my shit. Yeah, I'm with you. We all love Linda, and we all love that she's quirky. Uh, But yes, if you if you were stuck behind her while she was holding up a potato and could not see your child on stage, I'd be like, put that freaking potato down. I love Lady. that Bob, like, genuinely is, like, he brought the potato for her. He's trying to explain to the audience member it's not working. Yeah. I mean, Linda, just hold the potato up kind of in front of you a little bit. Also, it doesn't have eyes. Right. It's a potato. Well, it does. Don't potatoes have a bunch of eyes? Oh, that's true. Yeah. What else do we have to talk? I, I don't know if there's anything else to discuss. I think we should get into this be- these end credits because they're... I'm going to, here's, here's a fun fact for you. This is the longest end credit sequence to date. So does that put our feud from yesterday to bed? I still think the end credits start once, kind of like the credits start flashing on the screen. I do not agree with you. Okay. So what we think, what we see here is, okay, so this says the longest end credit sequence to date, which is at a minute and 30 seconds. At the end of the episode, we kind of get this whole sequence from the play of the kids in all their turkey costumes performing, but it starts on like a white screen and the song starts, but the credits don't start until we'll, we'll have to count like how long into it. But it's a white screen, which signifies the, the credits. Cre- yes, you're right. And something they've also done in the credits is that the, the singing performance in the episode of the kids, their voices are like, okay, but in the credits, they often take a song from the episode and it becomes produced a little bit more and the quality is much better. And that's what's happening here. They're not on stage. Uh, yeah, I guess it is the end credits. I think so. Max wasn't listening to me just then because he had to do some tech stuff. And I think he doesn't want to admit that he didn't hear what he said. So he's just agreeing with me. No, that's not true. Really? Yeah. I get, I, yeah, I guess with the, like, there's no, if it's not happening in the world necessarily mm-hmm. of the episode, the, it's the end credits. Yeah. And yeah, the white signifies the end credits. Yes. I don't think it's like a typical end credit sequence because it's so long and we don't get the end credits. We'll it's see. It's such a gift. We'll call out when the end credits actually start flashing. Yeah. But we should start. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to dinner. We're going to This is going to be a lot to discuss. It is. We don't have to go shot by shot. We don't do shot by shot. We start off, we're kind of like over, the camera is overhead. Yes. 
I mean, wow. Turkey spinning in the turkey costume, spinning in a circle. And when uh, Zeke starts singing, he pops up on the screen and he's singing as Tammy walks by him. But from the the first shot, we see that the choreography is much more fluid and intricate. Yeah, it's a little bit more professional. Yeah. The music sounds a little more professional. Yeah. Their voices don't sound as off. Yes. Yeah, because we're conventionally attractive turkeys, not like that quirky turkey over there. Uh, ew, don't talk this to us. Great. Yeah, go away. We've been invited to special, special dinners, dinners and special guests. So, you know, we get a Jocelyn close-up and we get a Tammy close-up and then there's this big reveal when they point to Tina. And she's far away from them. This she's is, far away. I this will is say, something you should watch. I will say, yeah, I will say it's more theatrical in that, in like movie making than uh, theater. This is going to sound so stupid, but we watched Hamilton like a million times when it came to Disney Plus and like they do overhead shots and they do close-ups. It feels like yes, this it's is a like, TV version of a musical. Yes. We're going to dinner. We're going to dinner. Be like the other turkeys. Oh, this choreography, this this directing, I have to give it up to your friend. Wow. So I taught him everything he knows. Lots of close-ups. At one point, they get into a straight line and they fan out like you often do in Broadway. And there is sad is is Tina. With so much emotion while being monotone. Do you think this is what Tina had envisioned her musical with? Like? Oh, yeah. Do you think this is in Tina's mind? Yeah. This version? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. They're all out having fun. Is it because I'm scrawny and have buses and rather smallish buns? There he is, my crush. The most handsome big one a rush. Yeah. That crescendo, that Broadway-esque, like, that was amazing. Yeah, and I love Jimmy Pesto Jr. coming down in his little pig costume. He's like From, he's, now he's on wires being dropped and he into the scene. It's so cute. It's so cute. And oh man, I dig that pig. I thought I was a guest, but they just want me for my breast. Much to my surprise, uh, they're all staring at my thighs. Okay, that's where we start to get the credits, right? When uh, we get a close up of Zeke singing, much to my surprise. I'm sorry, these lyrics are phenom. We'll go through them at the end. You go, girl. Real quick. Yeah. Tina. Yeah. So we get, as they're saying, like, uh, I thought I was a guest. Uh, it's the four turkeys, the four non-Tina um, turkeys. Yes. Kind the of popular like, plump yeah. turkeys. They're taking like steps backwards. They're kind of like, whoa, I, I, I thought I was a guest, but I'm not. And then we get close-ups of oh. Zeke followed by Tammy. Okay, oh, so God. then when Gene starts singing, we get a close-up of him, but when Jocelyn chimes in, it's kind of like a uh, another overhead shot of the four of them, followed by- tiny now. Yeah, followed by a faraway shot, kind of like from the side, as an axe comes down over them and blood pops up on the screen. Yeah, it's blood. I used to spend my time wishing for a pot behind. I really love- the artistic, stylistic choice of the blood. Mm -hmm. It's not like a horror movie, like 
blood gushing. It's like if you almost took spray paint and it, it looks like you're scrolling up. How, how would you explain that? Yeah, it's just kind of like on the front of the, like the camera lens almost. Yeah, you guys can watch it. I don't know how to describe it, but it's very artsy. It's not gruesome. Gross. Yeah. But we see that all of those turkeys have now had their kind of like heads explode. They're running around as Tina kind of like walks towards the camera, fully intact. Her head is fine. This is a very like strong body image message too. Mm-hmm. She's like, I used to spend all this time wishing my behind was bigger. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't get killed. And listen to the passion in Dan Mintz's monotone voice. But now those birds with perfect bodies are decapitated hotties. I wished I was someone else, but it takes guts to be yourself. Now I've got the guts. I've got the glory. I like my scrawny. I love this part. She comes close to the screen, like to where we're watching, and throws some guts at us. And it kind of like splashes on the, the camera lens, quote mm-hmm. unquote, and kind of like drips. And then she shoots blood out of her sleeves. Uh, it's like sleeves Spider-Man almost. was continually doing his web thing, but it's guts and gizzards. Yeah. And then finishes up the song before we get out of there. So we basically, this is a medley of all the songs, right? I think this is technically just called You've Got the Guts is the song. And this is all part of it. We just really because yeah. in the play we're going to dinner was like one song. Yeah, I think quote unquote technically okay. it was a different song earlier in the play, mm-hmm. but all together here on it's, the album. Yeah, yeah, I think it's called "You Got the Guts." Do you want to hear some of the lyrics here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Skyler's licking her uh, her pumpkin coffee here. So it's, we're going to dinner, we're going to dinner. Look at all these plump and popular turkeys. We're going to make great Thanksgiving dinner guests. Yeah, because we're conventionally attractive turkeys. Not like that quirky turkey over there. Hi. Ew, don't talk to us. Yeah, <laughs> go away. We've been invited to special dinners as special guests. And they repeat that we're going to dinner chorus. And then Tina sings, why can't I be like the other turkeys? They're all out having fun. Is it because I'm scrawny and have glasses and rather smallish buns? Oh, that's my favorite line. There he is, my crush, the most handsome pig. What a rush. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Oh, sorry. Yeah, is Jimmy Pesto Jr. Man, oh, man, I dig that pig. And then we chime in with this part that starts the end credits. I thought I was a guest, but they just want me for my breast. Much to my surprise, they're all staring at my thighs. They all look starving and ready for the carving. Why don't they eat a pig instead? Oh, God, they're chopping off my head. Yikes. And then Tina's little moment. I used to spend my time wishing for a plump behind, but now those birds with perfect bodies are decapitated hotties. I wish I was someone else, but it takes guts to be yourself. Now I've got the guts. I've got the glory. I like my scrawny, and I'm here to tell my story. I've got the guts. Do you have the guts to be yourself? You've got the guts. This is the most Bob song ever, and it's the most amazing thing. And the most Tina song ever. It's just... I love the message she's sending out. I love it. It Um, takes guts. That should be the tagline of the play. It takes takes guts. guts to be yourself. Mm -hmm. Highlights, lowlights. I think, especially the first time you view this, it's so good like even the kids version is so good so to have this treat at the end where you get this like professionally quote-unquote professionally produced version of tina's play it just feels like they're like 
Happy holidays. This is a gift we are giving to you from us to all the Bob's fans. And I love it. It's fantastic. It's iconic. I agree. And I think not enough people appreciate Thanksgiving because it's wedged between bigger holidays, I would Mm -hmm. say, like Halloween and Christmas Mm -hmm. um, or the, the holiday season at the end of the year. I think those get like this big buildup and this whole month's devoted to it. And Thanksgiving is kind of like, oh, Thanksgiving's here and then it's gone. Not but Bob's, Bob's loves Thanksgiving. I love what they do with Thanksgiving. I love the Thanksgiving songs they've given us and imagery they've given us. Yes. Again, I think this uh, quirky turkey costume is iconic. My only low light, and this is a strictly Bob's credits low mm. light, is that I don't know what's, if it's really technically the end credits or not, the whole thing. That sounds like you're creating a problem for yourself. I am. So it doesn't really count. <laughs> Should we score these? Yes. We score on a scale of one to ten H's at the end of Tina's A. Uh, ten. Yeah, I'm going to give these a ten too. Great. They're just so enjoyable. This is one you can watch these end credits over and over and over and catch something different every time. All these characters are involved. There's so many cool shots. There's so many fun things to watch. And the song was fantastic. I like I would put these end credits up like while I was cooking on Thanksgiving. Like that's how good they are. Yeah, it's a great song and I again, I love Tina being passionate and singing and I love the quirky turkey and I love that costume and I want to wear that costume through the entire month of November. Let's do it. Okay. Thank you everyone for listening. Go follow us on social media. Bob's credits all across the board. You can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at oh hello it's Max. You can follow Skylar on Instagram. No crying and cooking. And um, hey, leave us a review on oh, Apple Podcasts. Lovely. Yes, we'd love some more reviews. It takes a few moments. If you really appreciate what we do over here, it helps us out a lot. Five star reviews are preferred. And also tell a friend, just one. Yeah. We there would you love go. that. There you go. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Stay gutsy. Love it. Just picture me throwing guts at at you all listening right now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.